Hi, I'm Ben. I'm Corin. And I'm Jordan. And we want to welcome you to our podcast, Society Reborn. Uh, we'll start bringing on guests every now and then uh, to cover just other topics in general in society that we've seen inconsistencies across the board, uh, whether that's something in regards to mental health in men and just in society in general, or whether that is standards for relationships and what people are expecting when they're going into a relationship during each episode we will also be trying a beer during the episode and so throughout the entire episode we are going to be telling you our thoughts and opinions on that beer from anywhere from flavor to just general overall taste and if we enjoy that beer or not while listening to these podcasts if you have any if you're going through anything or just really struggling with anything feel free to reach out to us we have our email address is society reborn 2020 at gmail.com now you can reach out to us whether it's you're struggling with something and you just want advice or if you have a beer that you want us to try or a whiskey you want us to try feel free to reach out to us with ideas um, for future episode topics as well now let's get into this week's episode of society reborn all right so on this week of society reborn we are uh coming to you after taking a week absence um, of just kind of, we had busy weeks and, uh, just kind of resetting even our own like mentality and just our own mental fortitude, I guess. Uh, but we do have plenty of beer for you. It was not cause we were at a beer shortage. So don't worry about that. Uh, the beer we're yeah, having, we know many of you were worried about whether or not we had <laughs> enough beer. Although if you think we are running out, feel free to send us some. Yeah. We never complain about that. Of them, we can go find them. They gave me a choice, and there was like six or seven to choose from. So, <laughs> so uh, this week's beer, we are doing a Woodland Gem Wee Heavy. Uh, it is from Dangerous Man Brewing. Um, as I've said previously, we do have quite a few from Dangerous Man that we're going to be doing here in consecutive episodes. Um, the base layer of this heavy is actually a Scottish ale. Um, it has a th- 11% ABV. Um, definitely smells of oak. Um, but the flavor notes that they say you should be able to taste are, uh, some caramel sweetness, um, hints of dried dark pit fruits, uh, wisp of oaky vanilla, uh, oaked finish, and then some light nuttiness. So, uh, yeah, guys, what do you think of the beer so far? First, first thing we, is that spelled W H E Y? It is W E E. Oh, okay. Cool. Anyway. Like a Bonnie Wee beer? I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I like it. Uh, I didn't know, have a clue what to expect. Um, Like Ben said, very oaky smell to it. And my first sip, I would have thought that I was drinking a whiskey, to be honest. Yeah. Like it has that very oaky flavor to it. There are those like notes of caramel and stuff that you expect coming out of like a whiskey barrel. I was really confused for a minute. <laughs> I'm not like really it. sure what I'm tasting, so it must be the pit fruit because I don't know what that is either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am getting a lot. Like the nuttiness is kind of yeah. It, it's not. Yep. It it does have kind of a smokier taste to it. I wouldn't go as far as whiskey, but yeah, that like well, it definitely has that like kind of smokiness to it. Do you, do you guys ever? Have you ever had a brown ale or a nut brown ale? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, yeah, I think this tastes yeah. exactly like that. Yeah, but the heavy is felt. It's you can definitely tell it's heavy. Yeah, and eleven percent also hurt. Big news! We've been talking about it for a while. We finally have a thermometer. 
thanks to <laughs> this fourth voice that you're all hearing right now. We have a guest on the on the uh, podcast this week, so uh, welcome, Corey. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So uh, my actually, name... real quick, sorry, no, I... I just brought up the thermometer and moved straight on from it. What 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 uh, temperature <laughs> is the beer? At? Uh, beers we are starting is about like forty five ish degrees, um, give or take. So yeah, it's really good so far. Um, first drink, yeah, you definitely get some of the oakiness. Uh, the pit fruits. I'm trying to think of a pit fruit. Like I can literally visualize a pit fruit right now. Is it just fruit with pits? Yeah, it's fruit it with like a, a pit. A plum, oh, like a darker, oh, a yes, like a plum. Yes, okay. that a darker one would be like a plum. Yes. Gotcha. Um, I thought it was like a specific fruit. So did I. Gotcha. Yeah. No, it was just in generic dried dark pit fruits. Oh, so, okay. but then you got like mang- like sense. papaya and stuff like that that are pit fruits too. But yeah, but I think it'd be considered like a light tropical. one because it's the actual like fruit itself is a like a lighter right. color. Did it say dark pit? Yeah. Fruit? Oh, it did. Yeah. I didn't see the dark. My so bad. like prunes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're serving us prune juice. <laughs> Pretty yeah. well. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> um. But yeah. So uh, the heavenly voice of Corey is with us. So, uh, yeah, Corey, why don't you just tell us a little bit about, like, yourself, um, where you're from, kind of what you do. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, the thermometer is as accurate as a $12 Amazon thermometer gets. Let's go. (laughs) I expect nothing but high quality from Amazon. Exactly. (laughs) So you guys are in for some drama. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Pretty soon it'll say uh, 43. Somehow it'll get cooler. (laughs) No, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've uh, uh, been friends with these guys for a few years now uh, since starting to come to uh, Salt City Church, and uh, it's kind of where I've met everybody, and I've always been interested in uh, technology. I'm a mechanical engineer by trade, and um, yeah, the the corn kind of was looking for tech people, and I know Jordan and Ben were already working in that general realm, so... I jumped in and it's been a roller coaster ride, but it's been a lot of fun and it's uh, it's been really fulfilling. And although there's some nights that are a little tougher than others, <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, it's all right. It's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I'm, I'm glad uh, you used the word friend in describing us. That was that was very great to hear. Like we actually you actually consider us friends. That's good. Good to know. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't want to leave corn out. Well, you know. <laughs> I know. Everybody hates me. It's okay. Do I consider him boss? <laughs> <laughs> or or outside of a... Outside of a... Sensei Corrin. Yeah, sensei. <laughs> sensei. There we go. There we go. I'll Foreman. take that one. <laughs> Foreman Corrin. Foreman. There Whoa. we go. Great. Another nickname. Huh? Here we go. <laughs> That's awesome. Now that we keep distracting you, no, go all, ahead. Continue. It's all good. It's all good. Well, I'm uh, born and raised in Minnesota. Um, I've uh, lived in Minnesota just about my whole life. Uh, only been out of state for a few years for a couple different jobs. Um, so I I went to college in at Mankato uh, for mechanical engineering. Um, I uh, I grew up in the in. Um, in the Lutheran church and, you know, never really made it my own. Um, so college was definitely a, a, a learning experience. Um, and as many have, uh, I've talked to have basically said the same thing, you know, just, just walked away from faith, uh, and 
kind of just ran with the whole college party, uh, do whatever you want, kind of live for the moment. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, you know, when I started college, YOLO was the most popular saying. Ooh. So YOLO. Dating yourself a little bit there. I, the yeah, young buck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the hairline <laughs> dates me too. But, yeah. no. What do you mean you got a full head of hair? <laughs> Luscious locks. Yeah, a full head of somewhat missing hair. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan is speechless. <laughs> yeah. I'm biting my tongue so hard right now. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so uh so yeah, got into the party scene and uh you know, basically uh just found myself living for the weekend and I struggled a bit through school. I stuck with it and I ended up getting my degree, but it took six and a half years. I'll consider it six years in one class, but <laughs> six and a half years, because that's technically how long it took uh met a lot of great friends um a lot of people who which i'm still friends with nowadays mm -hmm. but uh most of that was through partying so mm -hmm. <laughs> which you know some of those friendships you know if you party long enough you you, you can actually become friends but mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know lived with quite a quite a few of my friends too and you know you, if, if you can get past living with people and still be friends you know it's you know it's you know it's a friendship that'll probably last yeah. so um but yeah i uh um i've always been kind of a a stats math nerd and uh, it's always kind of been something that i was driven towards so I, I really like being an engineer and i really like um like those aspects but mm -hmm. it's it's been uh you know there was it was tough uh, for the first few years and you know getting out of school was probably one of the harder times just because what I learned is I was, you know, I was quite, um, quite a procrastinator back in the day. And mm -hmm. I, I definitely put a lot of things off that I shouldn't have. And so instead of getting internships in the summer, I just, I, I did, you know, I just tried to find a job like, mm -hmm. you know, right before the end of the semester, it was like scrambling to find a job for the summer <laughs> to do something and you know that's kind of shot me in the foot because everywhere I went so right after college you know was like the second downturn because right when I started college was like the 0708 crash and, okay. then, and then like 11 12 and it kind of took another dip in like 13 mm -hmm. right around then and and that was you know it, it was a really hard struggle to find a job because there's so many places that were like we can only pay you entry level, but we want someone who's on the verge of becoming senior level to take an entry level job is essentially what I found. Like mm -hmm. you go on dozens of interviews and you get told every time, like you don't have enough experience and it's like, well, I haven't had a job yet. So yeah. I right, yeah. can't get experience. Like they want brand new engineers with a bunch of experience. And you know, so that really got me down and was quite a struggle. So of course I uh, finally, you know, I, I essentially what I was told was in in the engineering world, most engineers get their start as a contract employee. Uh, and most contracts are six months or a year. Some of them are unlimited. Um, so I, I signed up with like four different contract companies and I finally found one and they offered me a job in Illinois at Caterpillar. So I was like, yeah, I'll move. <laughs> You know it's a job and it's with exactly. a really awesome company mm -hmm. and yeah so I moved down there and you know I had a really great time in Illinois and I, I I really enjoyed it and um you know it was my first 
kind of big kid job and and you know it felt <laughs> like I could try to spread my wings you know and and figure it all out and you know living on your own and I did have family like that were like two hours away so it wasn't too bad you know I wasn't I wasn't totally out in the middle of nowhere kind of left mm-hmm. on my own and then you know I got along with just about everybody I worked with and you know it was just a it was a great situation but you know of course then the market takes a downturn a year mm-hmm. year and a half or so later and writings on the wall and um, you know with contract employees you're the first to go because mm-hmm. they yep. consider it flexible workforce like you know they they're all they all the company does is like caterpillar all they would do is pay uh just a chunk they don't have to pay you know severance they don't have to pay mm-hmm. medical they don't have to pay all this other stuff so mm-hmm. really easy to let people go and uh yeah so that was pretty tough and um you know at this point in my life um it was like you know when you go through college you're you kind of a lot of us you know set our eyes on the future and what we're expecting of ourselves and like mm-hmm. you know you just you plan like fairly strategically like what you're going to do and when you get so many ro- you know bumps in the road and mm-hmm. a lot of times course correction doesn't happen very well and <laughs> right so oftentimes instead of you know so when you get let go from these positions you're usually only given a week's notice mm-hmm. um and i saw the writing on the wall and i knew it was and i had already been let go once and i found another job like from the second floor to the first floor of Caterpillar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny story, but you know, I had like a week off in the middle of the summer in 2016, I believe to go from one to the other. And my, <laughs> my previous, you know, I got let go from one division and got sent to another, but then I saw the writing on the wall in that division who was doing much better than the other one was going to start letting people go. And eventually they did. But so I got out of there before, before that happened. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I went from uh, central Illinois, kind of just middle of nowhere, um, to the Detroit suburbs, and I and I got a job at Ford. Okay. And at first I was, you know, it was one of the most excited things I I could ever do. I was like, wow, that you know, to go work for from Caterpillar to Ford, like these are incredible companies, mm-hmm. and like I just I think it would be such a great opportunity, and that quickly uh, quickly. Uh, that flame was quickly expunged. We'll just we'll just say that much. Um, was I, it like by like the work, or was it just by like the like the environment that you were in, or yes. a little bit of both? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, yeah. It it was. So you just think like you know because actually you know I think uh, my I think it was my parents or you know as far as engineering was concerned like I didn't even pick engineering until after I took the ACT. Mm-hmm. And it was like there. I, I remember there was like a pie chart on the back of the ACT or whatever, and you go talk to the to the career counselor, and it was like it depending on what your score was, there was like a, it was like a bunch of different uh, um, uh, careers or whatever that mm-hmm. like you're ideal for, and it like like the needle was like dead in the middle of mechanical engineering, and it was like well, I guess I'm not great at English, I'm, I'm okay, but I'm not great. But my math skills are really good. So, mm-hmm. and actually, I was one of the better uh, students at English in the engineering school. I mean, I had like 23, <laughs> 22, 23 year olds still misspelling the, you know, and, <laughs> and that's hilarious. But because if anyone knows an engineer, they, they're probably laughing themselves and saying, yeah. yeah, it's it's very true. <laughs> 
but anyway, <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I get, I get to Ford and, you know, it, it was one of my, you know, that was one of my dreams growing up. And my, my, I remember my parents asking me like, what would be your dream job? And I'm like, uh, like designing cars, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like doing cool stuff like that. <laughs> Well, that was far from the truth of what most engineers do at Ford, right. like <laughs> extremely far. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of a, a peon as is what as what you end up being. And you just get kind of thrown piece parts of the car mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're only in charge of a few of them. And, you know, at first it was like really it, there was like nothing to do, you know, because I kind of came in the middle of this program. And then all of a sudden it was like all hands on deck on a different program. So they're like. Uh, you know nothing of what you're doing, but you're gonna take take this over anyways, and uh, good luck to you. And yeah, there there's a lot of there's a lot of little nuances and stuff. Like one of the more common or one of the I'm not gonna call it horror stories, but one of the the biggest problems I think with with I think it's the auto industry in general as far as what I've come across is just the work life balance. I know we'll mm-hmm. probably get into this a little mm-hmm. bit more, but yeah, like my supervisor, I would I would go talk to him, you know, like once a week and we'd sit down for like a half hour to kind of go over stuff and he'd have his computer open and he, you know, he, you know, and I was in a few meetings that he was in, but every time I checked his calendar, he was like triple booked, minimum triple booked every <laughs> mm-hmm. hour of the day, mm-hmm. every hour. Like yeah. there's so many people that I saw that had to schedule a lunch period in their calendar so that nobody would bug them for like right. an hour. Like, like people just needed to like go outside and breathe, Yeah, which just, that should have been my first indication that this wasn't going to go well. But <laughs> so it was so hard to get any of your supervisor's time just to like ask questions and try to learn. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah, there was a time when I was like, there was days I was putting in like 10 hour days that felt like that felt like an hour. Cause like you're in, you're in so many meetings and you have so much to do that you don't even, you can't even think about it. And, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have gotten that busy and, and, and have had troubles kind of working through that. But mm-hmm. like there was a time when I had an earplug in both ears from two different meetings and I'm in, I have two screens and I'm in two different meetings cause I have to input in both of them. And it's like, you have no idea when they're going <laughs> to ask you questions Gosh. and stuff. And it's like, yeah, that, that, you can't do that very, very Sounds often. awful. Yeah, it sucks. And you try to intake all that information at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but that's that's just that was kind of the epitome of my experience. And yeah, so when uh, when that you know when those responsibilities started kicking in, it's like you can't even you can't even really go have a, like there was a day when um, they had a lot of the young engineers uh, and well, it wasn't just young engineers, but it was like a day at the ballpark at that Tiger Stadium mm-hmm. to go to go to a baseball game like on a Friday, like in May, mm-hmm. you know, it was beautiful, you know, early, the late spring, early summer day. And just, everyone's going to go hang out and actually, you know, they're going to pay you for it because it's work hours, but it's technically yeah. off hours. So you could have a few beers and, and whatever, and you're, you're not obligated to go back. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I couldn't even do that. Like I was excited to go, you know, cause it was, you know, there was anticipation weeks ahead of time, but it was like the day comes and it's like, I have stuff that's due at the end of the day that I mm-hmm. haven't even gotten close to getting done. I can't go. And it was, yeah. and you know, that was one of those things that really kind of tipped me off the edge. But yeah, so I had never even thought about like work-life balance or 
stress, uh, dealing, coping with stress or depression or anything like that Mm -hmm. until like you're overworked and you're, and you just, and you like, and I had no family anywhere nearby. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple people who I'd call work friends, you know, and I hung out with a little bit outside of work, but Mm -hmm. for the most part it was, you know, you just feel more and more alone. Yeah. More like a surface level relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So, you know, and you're trying to figure out how to manage and how to say like, well, I want to be here a while and I want to get hired in, you know, because I, I really, you know, I think I could enjoy this job. But, you know, you kind of think about those long term goals like where, OK, where am I going to live? So, you know, I've been here, you know, a few months and, you know, I don't know if I like the place I'm at. So I'd rather live with people or I'd rather go somewhere else. So you start looking into that and and it just, yeah, of at one point, you know, I just started getting like sick, like, mm-hmm. like just like I was always nauseous and always just not, just never feeling great. And, um, and then eventually it manifested itself into like just being dizzy and for, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And every doctor I went to basically at the time, you know, and I was missing work, I, you know, and I'm busy, busier than ever. And I can't, and it's I just making it all worse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you go home and, and this is when I realized like, I couldn't like turn it off. I couldn't like just walk away and people are like, Oh, just you go home. You don't think about it. And it's like, yeah, but when you live by yourself in a one bedroom apartment and you're not, you know, and you're, and you're just exhausted from just the mental gymnastics you just did for Mm -hmm. 10 hours or 12 Mm -hmm. hours, whatever. It's like, you don't want to do anything, but then you just think about, you know, like those classic pictures where it's like your inbox is, is just stacked to the ceiling and your mm-hmm. outbox is, you know, just a few piles of paper. It's like, that's what it always feels like. Mm-hmm. It's like the, uh, what's my grandma. She always uses the phrase, the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. And she said, <laughs> she, she, she says it in the classic Alabama accents. So it makes it even funnier when she says it. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so so yeah that 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 really uh that was yeah that really was just kind of wrecking everything and so it was uh so I I moved to Detroit in September of 2016 and by summer of 2017 I was I was just toast it felt like and so July 4th comes around and I think we had the entire week off so I went home I flew home and went and hung out with friends and had a really great weekend. You know, it was really relaxing. And, you know, uh, I got a friend that lives up in, uh, uh, Ashland, Wisconsin, who's, uh, who's basically, I mean, they're right off of the, um, Lake Superior or mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like a couple blocks from it. And there's a lot of cool parks up there and mm-hmm. it's a really neat area. And, you know, we just, we had a great time. We, um, it's a couple eclectic bars and it's kind of, kind of a cool summer scene up there. Um, mm-hmm. So we were there for a few days and, you know, just had a great time. And, um, it's always, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people like when they go on vacation, it's like, it's like the right before vacation or right when you're starting vacation, it's just always awesome. But then at the end of vacation, you're always like, you're always a little blue and a little yeah. dejected, like, Oh now I got to go back to real life. And, <laughs> and that was, yeah, that hit me pretty heavy. And it's like, mm. so I flew back and I, you know, I fly to, 
to Detroit airport and I live probably like 45 minutes north of there, mm-hmm. just like in the, in the suburbs. And then Ford was only like 15 minutes from the airport. Well, guess what? I fly to, I fly back, I go grab my car and I don't even go home. I go to the office because mm-hmm. I had stuff to do. <laughs> and I'm one of the only people back in the office like that Sunday before, before Monday pick back up. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, like I've been gone a week or whatever. And it's like, I guarantee I have like 400 emails that I probably have that I'll, that I'd rather just deal with now mm-hmm. instead of Monday. And it's like this cycle starts repeats itself. And I just, I just, you know, just couldn't do it. And so I only about another month went by when I finally, you know, when I'm missing almost as much work as I'm doing making, mm-hmm. cause I just, I'm, I'm just sick. I can't, I can't handle it. And staring at a computer screen for 12 hours a day doesn't help when you're feeling dizzy or nauseous or whatever. So, so I, I go home or I, I decided I'm going to move home Mm -hmm. and figure that that would help out. Um, I get home and, you know, it takes a couple days to kind of settle back in and relax. But, um, and mom and dad are extremely accommodating. So they're like, yeah, absolutely. You know, just, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And, take mm-hmm. care of yourself and so I get home and I start to feel a lot better like almost immediately just just the comfort and stuff like that and you just you just start to relax the mm-hmm. stress kind of just melts away mm-hmm. as, as as they say but I uh I end up looking for another job like okay I, I can't just sit at home I gotta find a job so <laughs> I find another job and thinking everything's great, you know, and, and starting a new job is always great. And you, you know, you kind of get settled in and, um, yeah, come to find out it's definitely not what I wanted to do. And it's definitely wasn't, you know, anywhere near fulfilling. And it was Mm -hmm. just, it just, I just wasn't, I wasn't there yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I was there about a month. I think I started, so I moved home in like mid August and I think I started like mid September, early September and of course by early October I it, it hits even harder and I you know a tiny little bit of stress just flares it off again and, mm-hmm. and, and it's just it was just the weird I, I really don't know how to explain it anymore just because I don't, I don't feel that stress like yeah maybe a, a day's worth of stress but I I've learned to like let stuff go and it's like yeah. it'll be there tomorrow I'll yeah. deal with it tomorrow it's yeah. not a big deal and it took me <laughs> several years to get there but I got there but yeah, so then, uh, then yeah, mid August or, or uh, early October, mid October of 2017 is really when problems started. And I, same thing, I couldn't work as much, um, you know. And and this is before anyone figured out the whole remote working situation. <laughs> right. I mean, I still had a tube computer at this job. Like <laughs> my computer was yellow. It was supposed to be white because that old plastic, you know, how yep. it turns like yellow. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It was, we had some old equipment. We'll just say that much. But anyway, uh, yeah, what, when uh, 420 or uh, 420p felt like, or 480p felt yeah. like uh, yeah. high def. <laughs> <laughs> high on the hog on 480p. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dude, no. The picture was clear, so clear when it was 480p. This was it crazy. Was. You go back and watch like, football games from like 2006 i know and it's like i remember watching this and be like this is crystal clear and now i'm like how did i watch this This looks terrible is that is that a football i'm seeing on this 36 inch tv that's yeah. massive <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah sorry they're not <laughs> 
Oh, love those tangents, but oh yeah, no. So I yeah, so that you know, it started getting more and more sick, and then uh, it's like so I started going to every single doctor known to man. I mean, I went to like three or four different ear, nose, throat doctors trying to figure out mm-hmm. if it's an ear problem because like I was dizzy, like so and. For anyone who's had like dizzy spells, like your standard, like you get up too fast and you get a head rush and you get dizzy. Just imagine that 24 hours a day. It's like Mm -hmm. the only thing you can do is lay down because the second I get up, like I could drive for about five minutes before I'd like feel like I'd have to pull over. Otherwise, I was seeing like triple. Like seeing double was 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 nice. So when you start (laughs) seeing triple and quadruple is like that's when you know like something's wrong with your everything in your head. So. So I, you know, I, I even did like for the first time and the only time ever I did an MRI because they figured that, oh, maybe you have like you could have like an aneurysm or a stroke if you have blockage or something like that or like you have blood flow issues. Yeah, that wasn't the problem. They looked at my heart, my head, my neck, everything. And uh, eventually, you know, I find, found my way to uh, I can't remember even what it's called now. It's been so long so long <laughs> but basically they're like they're like eye doctors and uh, uh, like it's it's a it's actually called national dizzy balance center so shout out thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they uh basically they, they they have a bunch of goofy equipment that like they have balance testers and and the the one that i remember the most which is which felt honestly this felt like torture at the time because it's like you just get so dizzy and you feel like you're always like my eyes hurt so bad because I was dizzy all the time. And mm-hmm. the doctors mm-hmm. were like, I can physically see your eyes like moving back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. like this is like you're that's why you're dizzy because your eyes are are going kind of whack on you. That's what you want to hear your doctor say. <laughs> yeah. I can see your eyes freaking out. I don't know why it's doing that. Yeah. So how many cans of Red Bull did you have before you came to us? Uh, carry the three. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, they, they put they so they put you in this like this chair and you have to like grip these things and like they practically like strap you to it because otherwise you can fall off it. You get so dizzy. Mm-hmm. But it's like this dark room and and they like literally like this chair like whips you back and forth and like spins you and then you like have to cover one eye to do it and it's like basically what they're doing is they're just they're testing your equilibrium they're testing like Mm -hmm. if it's one eye or the other just like checking all the boxes of what it could be but it was like it was like i i feel like i told them like four or five times like I can't do this anymore. I'm going to puke. And they're like, well, hey, well, we can stop and wait for a minute, but we got to keep going. And it's like, they got to push their limits. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then they like blow stuff in your ear. And it's just a lot of weird tests, but <laughs> basically like for anyone who, who, who's kind of, who kind of wants to nerd out on a little bit of this for a minute, but your eyes, your ears and your nose and your, and your brain nose similar but (laughs) your eyes your ear and your brain are all connected Mm -hmm. by they call it the vestibular system Mm -hmm. and for anyone who's who's had vertigo or knows anything about vertigo it's it's little like crystals that sit on the inner ears of or are the the hairs on your inner Mm -hmm. ear and those crystals if they're off balance for people who have vertigo like there's like moves where like if you move really fast or like tuck your head in between your legs as quickly as you can, yep. it like resets those hairs or resets those crystals on your hairs and puts your balance right back in order. But like this is 24-7 vertigo. Like 
That's mm-hmm. the first thing they tried. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, tell me that was not the solution. <laughs> to, like... No. I, okay. I, okay. <laughs> like four or five doctors had me try that, and they're like, well, maybe it's vertigo now. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was bad. Because I, I went and saw an ear, nose, throat doctor. Like well, That was one of the first doctors I saw in Michigan. Because I'm like, I want to get back to work. Like mm-hmm. This sucks. And yeah, they, they were like, yeah, well, we're going to need to do more tests. And I'm like, peace. I got to get out of here. Yeah. But so I, I kept going back there to do like physical therapy. And it just, I mean, so this is kind of when the depression started. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was really like down. And this was, you know, the late fall and like the November. I didn't start going to that place, I think, till like December. Like it was, this was like two months on of just going back and forth to doctors. How old were you? At this point, let's see. I had just turned twenty-eight. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I was so, and and I know most of you probably know this, but yeah. So this was a few years already after I'm off of my parents' medical insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. So I had got hired into this company. I was there about a month before I couldn't really work anymore, and I was only there for you know me you know. I only worked full time for like three weeks, mm-hmm. four weeks. But like the dizziness and all of the nausea and everything like went away when yeah. you weren't like just basically experiencing stress. Correct. Mm-hmm. Huh. Until it came back and was there for good. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and that's another weird thing about stress and about how this stuff really affects you. And it's like, mm-hmm. like a lot of people like, carry stress in in like oh in like um with like weight and stuff like a lot mm-hmm. of people can't like yeah. lose weight because they're stressed and it's yeah. like mm-hmm. and it's like i don't even eat anymore and i'm like always worried and it's like i can't but i can't lose weight and it's like it, yeah i i don't know the like biology of that but yeah i i remember yeah. i like i have a somewhat similar story to what you're describing and i remember oh, really? my first job i like without the dizziness which is kind of the but like that, I my first I think two or three years out of school, I I ended up gaining something like twenty five pounds, or just like I it was like almost immediately just yeah. like bam, like you are not healthy anymore, mm-hmm. and I was like ah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. No. And 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 so actually, uh, just to backtrack a little bit, because kind kind of to tie into that, when I was. Um, in Illinois, you know, I, so I started, I started at cat in Illinois in like April, yeah, April of 2015. Um, actually the day we moved down, we stopped, I have a family in Rockford, Illinois. That's, that's mm-hmm. about five hours from here. And it's, it's a good, it's like two thirds of the way down to where I was moving to. So we stopped mm-hmm. there and there was a, um, and, and, uh, I was probably, closest closer to my heaviest at that time and I was I was you know for drinking so much and for not exercising at all and and just not really caring what I ate and all this stuff you know I I put on quite a bit of weight from college like Mm -hmm. like I could like you always go back like not necessarily Facebook but you always go back through pictures and you kind of just see like transformation of like hey I, I looked all right then or I was kind of skinny or fit and then you'd start seeing it it's like oh those are not those pictures are not becoming. <laughs> it's like so. Like it's, it's not what I remember looking. Like. Yeah, it's, hold it's, up. Exactly. Who doctored this photo? <laughs> well, like I remember from uh, 
the show Friends, if any of you have seen that, like the uh, one of the pictures was like was like the camera adds ten pounds. <laughs> How many cameras were on you? <laughs> 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 Their Photoshop but, abilities were great. <laughs> yeah, couldn't even see the blurred lines where they stretched the picture. No. <laughs> but yeah, so so when I was in Illinois, I was like, you know what, I I need to start doing something about it. So I I started, and actually, at Caterpillar, this was like when Fitbit kind of like really took off through the roof, and I, um, Apple watches were just starting to come out, mm-hmm. and they did a, I think they said they they did it a couple uh, one summer or once before this but they did in a company-wide challenge they called it um the million step challenge so the the default goal for fitbit was ten thousand steps a day and in a hundred days that means a million steps if you hit your goal well ten thousand steps give or take you know we're engineers so we're nerds about numbers and stuff but uh-huh. <laughs> i'm five eight one of the guys in my group was like six four it took him 1,900 steps to walk a mile. It took me 2,100 steps. I take much shorter strides than he does. So, mm-hmm. so therefore, it's right around 2,000 steps is a mile. Mm-hmm. And the building I worked in was insanely large. Like, it's a big manufacturing place. They build, like, seven or eight different types of machines there, of which the large mining truck, If the, the it's a 400-ton machine. It's mm-hmm. the one you see in strip mines where it's, like, 40, like, 30 foot tall. It, okay. It's like two oh, levels dang. of stairs to get to the cab. <laughs> yeah. oh. They build that there. That that thing is awesome. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Those things are sweet. <laughs> I want one. Oh, they, they my daily uh, driver. <laughs> they they showed us videos of I don't dude. Think our garage is big enough for that, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, that could be your garage. It <laughs> could you be can, our house. <laughs> like like there's like full half like full ton pickup trucks that can drive right underneath it. Like that's how big Jeez. those things are. So like I said, it could be your garage, but that yeah anyway that's a <laughs> yeah. tangent but but there there's videos like while we were working there since you know the, since you're really privy to all that information and, and people like find stuff about your machine like they're just kind of nerd about it they showed us videos of like like create like around the world like i think it was like they had a, like a strip mine in like china or something these guys are driving it so the machine itself was like 350 tons and they could haul 400 tons. That's why they call it a 400-ton machine. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the absolute limit of, like, any companies. So this thing was, like, basically fully loaded. So it's, like, 700 tons of, of, of machine. Gosh. And, and <laughs> the it, scope of that and, is, like, blowing my mind And material. Right yeah. <laughs> and, these, and there was a video of this guy drive, And they said these things can reach 40 miles an hour. <laughs> And they said there was a video of this guy at 700 tons. At 700 tons. Well, downhill it helps. <laughs> yeah. But, but how does it stop? Man? <laughs> like, uh, gravity. <laughs> gravity and other objects. You must go uphill to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. You just get enough people in front of it. Yeah. Eventually. Well, well, have you ever seen what a strip mine looks like? If you take a, yeah, if well, you take a nice, uh, nice uh, run off the edge, you're gonna stop eventually yeah. at the bottom. That's, that's fair. <laughs> But no, there's a video like of this fully loaded machine like coming down the side of this hill, and they couldn't like slow down. I th- I don't think they were trying to go fast, but it was a really steep hill, and it was like, did you get lost on the way down this mine or something? <laughs> and he was driving, and and the thing was trying to take like a curve, and it's like any curve more than like a half a degree is too much curve for this, mm-hmm. and it fell over. Every bit of the material came out, and it was. <laughs> I don't know if anyone died. I hope not, but oh, it was real. It was really like 
a jaw dropping to watch. It That's was insane. Pretty crazy. But yeah. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. Really long tangent. <laughs> Sorry. We you were getting into kind of like depression and stuff surrounding. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Anyway, yeah. So people walked a ton. Short to make a, a short story long. Um, we walked a lot and, and I started losing a bunch of weight and I just started feeling so much better. And I, and when I went to Michigan, I, I worked out quite a bit too. Um, not to the extent I do now, but you know, I, I, I ran a lot. I lifted some weights and I was in good, pretty good shape. And that was another thing. It was like, I was in really good shape and I actually had some friends in, in, uh, in Michigan that I, that I worked out with or that, that we talked about, you know, working out all the time. So some more nerdy stuff there too. That <laughs> we don't even need to get into, but so, so I was in pretty good shape when this all started happening. So it's like, it's like, well, why, why is this happening? Like I shouldn't be like, I, I run a lot. Like every day I run several miles and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's another one of those thoughts where it's like, you know, with time you get, you get a little bit more perspective and you, and you, you know, understand like, well, no one's invincible. And, you know, even if you, do exercise and do the right stuff you know your stress can hit you and however hard yeah. and fast it, you know at all but right mm-hmm. but yeah so i uh so i was so i was at the so I was, I was doing physical therapy like once a week or something like that and they were giving me all these tests to do and i was i was sticking to it pretty good because i'd be a hypocrite if i if if i didn't do it because i always harp on people you know who who say, oh, physical, oh, I do the physical therapy. And I'm like, do you really? Because um, uh, they give you all these exercises to do at home. And it's like, yeah, I walked around my living room once. And it's like, <laughs> but you're supposed to walk around your living room like 77 times, you know, before mm-hmm. like you can actually feel any of it working. And it's like, well, I did enough. And it's like, right. So I, I've always <laughs> been like kind of harped on people for that. Like you didn't actually do the physical therapy. Mm-hmm. It sucks now, but it's going to suck worse later. Mm-hmm. And that, And that's like, so to backtrack a little bit again, you know, like when I started working out or started exercising, it was like, I just went straight. I just threw on like a pair of Nike shocks that I had never ran in before mm-hmm. and just ran on a treadmill. And within the first like hundred steps, I was like, I got to walk. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. That just so, sounds painful. Running in Nike shocks uh, just sounds yeah, painful. Yeah, yeah. I've made better decisions in my life, Ben. I, I, <laughs> I know. I'm glad. But as a shoe guy, that's like... In a runner, that like just sounds awful. It's like right at the core of who Ben, shoe guy and a runner. Well, yep. you're you're. I'm literally watching him die inside yeah. a little bit right now. Well, I'm disgusted by yeah. you. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much, Ben. It only took about a month and like probably maybe a few broken bones in my foot without knowing it <laughs> to figure out that those weren't the right shoes because they were wearing already That's in good. a funny pattern. Like, <laughs> yeah. like one side of the back, like I, they, you can't even walk on them normal yep. when, you run, when you have a funny cadence. So yep. I went and got fitted for ASICs and I, I ran in those for a while. Good. Those were Much respect. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, so I can't even like I can barely drive. I can barely drive myself to physical therapy every day, and then they just make it worse because like to make it better, you got to make it worse. Like, yep. like it, it sucks, but that's kind of mm-hmm. how recovery works. Mm-hmm. Well, it, nothing ever seems to work that way, and it, it just doesn't ever seem to. It just wasn't seeming to get good. And the worst news is when I first started going there, it was like. Basically, so they 
called it vestibular migraines. And from what I understand, that's more of an umbrella term of you're dizzy and we don't know why. Good mm-hmm. luck. Kind of thing. <laughs> and the and the diagnosis and the prognosis are basically super bleak because it's like, mm-hmm. well, you could get better tomorrow or 27 years from now. We don't know. Or this right. may never go away. 27 years may be a good outlook. Mm-hmm. It was like, seriously, like I can barely function and you're telling me I might be dizzy for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Like that's like that knocked me back a few, but, mm-hmm. and and that was a hard blow. Well, and, you were like what twenty eight at this point? Is what you yeah, said? Yep. Yeah, I just turned twenty eight when I started getting dizzy or okay. started getting really sick. So, mm-hmm. and that's so back to the whole being twenty eight and the insurance thing of you running out at, on your parents' insurance. You know, I got pretty lucky. I got like it was like when I was in college, it was like oh. Once you turn 21, your insurance is out. Or once you turn 22 or whatever, mm-hmm. like your insurance mm-hmm. is out. And then I got to like 21 and a half and it was like, oh, we're going to push it to 24. And then like two years later, I was like 23 and a half. And it was like, oh, we're pushing it to 26. And I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> like, I can stay on my parents' insurance for an extra four Let's years. Let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah, 37. Well, I'm, I'm on board. You're married and you have six kids, and uh, and and you're still on your parents' insurance now, huh? I don't make the rules. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The man said it, <laughs> but so so I, at this point, you know, I got I had the new job, I got had their insurance, and now I can't work for them anymore. And after like uh, like three weeks of not being able to work, there was actually day, there honestly there was days I drove to work. And this is, you know, the fall after daylight savings or, or right around daylight savings. So like you're, you know, it's still pretty dark in the morning, you know, up here in the north, the north country, we'll call it. <laughs> the virtuous it's, north. Yeah. <laughs> it's like October, mid-October, late October. It's like 730 in the morning and it's still pitch black. It's like mm-hmm. it sucks. <laughs> right. Daylight goes fast here mm-hmm. in, in that, that time of the year. But anyway, so I would drive, you know, to work in you know, and be dark out. And I'd sit in my car for like a half an hour trying to like, just like, just like rub my temples or rub my eyes. And this is before I knew what the heck was going on really Mm -hmm. just trying to like not be so dizzy or not be so messed up so I could go into work and do something on a computer. Yeah. There was days I went to work, did that, went in the office and told like the front desk lady basically walked in for two seconds and said, I'm too dizzy to be here. I just got to go home and I couldn't even work. Mm -hmm. I did that several times. And then they were like, all right, what the heck's going on? And this is a really small company. There's like 20 people, if that. Right. And, um, so eventually, you know, I'm going to a bunch of doctors. It's only getting worse. Um, and you know, my outlook is only getting worse and worse and countenance is getting worse and worse. And it's just, you know, you, you just, you're like, how why you know I don't, I don't understand what's going on and i don't understand why this is happening to me and all that stuff and mm-hmm. and uh so i eventually they were like all right well we're there we're gonna we have to give you a drop dead date like like if you can't come back by like it was like december 15th it was like before christmas if you can't like come back fully to work if you're not healed by then or better by then then we're gonna we're gonna let you go you know you were only here like a month it's like right and, and we're you know, it's not, I wasn't salaried or anything. So um, I don't, I can't remember. Anyway, I wasn't getting paid, so it didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. They're like, we can't keep you on staff and all this. We're a small company. 
And it was like, okay. So eventually I hit the point where I was had to go on Cobra. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that's had to go on Cobra, it's tragic, first mm-hmm. of all. But it's, I mean, they, they absolutely rake you over the coals. You know, it's like four or five times as much as you paid before. And it's like ridiculous because I'm not working. I'm not making any money, but I still have to pay this much for insurance. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. but it's better than nothing, I guess. For mm-hmm. all these tests that I did, I would have spent tens of thousands of dollars instead of thousands of dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that really sucked. And, you know, I had a credit card at the time and I wasn't working and I was sick and I had some friends and some other people that I would hang out with. And, you know, just all I would do is is party, uh, you know, during the week, I wouldn't do it pretty much do anything but come friday saturday night just like i was in college all i ever wanted to do was just forget about what was going on and live for the moment and really Mm -hmm. at this point i was really trying to drown my sorrows and yeah i was doing uh i was pretty much every week and i was doing uh cocaine several both nights and um drinking till i blacked out essentially is Mm -hmm. just Cause it was like, well, I can't get any dizzier. I might as well drink. Feel, feel just the same, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, like it, it, it was a dizziness that's that you didn't want, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. during the week. But then by yeah. the weekend it was like, whatever, I'll just, this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I, I never went more than a few miles from home, but I, I drove everywhere, you know, high and drunk as could ever be, you know, barely remember getting home half the time. And it was just, yeah, it was, it, wasn't a good time. We'll just say that much. Mm-hmm. And this was happening for a few. This was a, probably a month or two. It was happening, and you know, just getting more and more depressed, and just not feeling any better. And um, I, uh, one of my aunts reached out to me and uh, was like, "Hey, haven't talked to you in a while. Been thinking about you." And um, she gave me a couple sermons to listen to, and was like, "Hey, I've, I've been praying for you. It's been." been on my heart for a while and I just I, I I know you're not doing all that well and I just you know I just I, I think there's more for you and there's um there's there was just something tugging at me that mm-hmm. that was uh that was prompting prompting me to kind of mm-hmm. talk to you and 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 uh and hoping that you would um kind of look into into faith again and and look and just see if and just just give it a try you know it's there there's something there and there's just you know i i have no idea if if uh if you're even gonna watch these or anything but you know mm-hmm. just know that i that i love you and i'm keep praying for you and and i i think she just sent me a list of it and sent me in a text message and and i and i at this point i had been i thought about suicide a few times i but i and i was like because i was just not in a in a good place and was just like I, I just feel like a burden and this is not going anywhere and you know when they give you the outlook of like this could last forever kind of thing and it's like I'm only going to get worse like mm-hmm. you you don't think of like oh I could get better tomorrow or the next day mm-hmm. you right. only think yeah. like assume this yeah. is the rest of my life now yeah. and yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's just like horrible outlook so it was like this I, I don't want to live like this anymore and um yeah so she sent me those and so I started watching a few of them and I it 
it, it was pretty pretty incredible that uh, that I that she knew exactly what I needed, and mm-hmm. you know, for those for those of us who you know who have put our faith in Jesus, that um, we know that you know the Holy Spirit moves in us in in different ways, and we don't fully understand it all the time, mm-hmm. and, and there's just mm-hmm. I mean. It, it, the explanation I've always got is like you try to explain like you don't even understand Chinese but you try to teach your dog Chinese and <laughs> and like your dog trying to understand it fully and know the nuances and complexities of it and it's like that's kind of how we are with mm-hmm. the spiritual realm and, and with God and everything like we're just we don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, but yeah I, um, that night I, I hit my knees and I, I gave my life to Christ and um, and that was February 20th of 2018. And so I kept going back to physical therapy and I wasn't, I was kind of getting better. Like they, they, like every month they made me do a, a balance test or mm-hmm. equilibrium slash balance test. You basically stand on this board and you actually put like, like straps in, like mm-hmm. you're going to climb a, like climb a rock basically, you know, like <laughs> Like or jump out of an airplane, like you're strapped in, because mm-hmm. <laughs> in case you fall. And, and there, I'm I'm by far one of the youngest people here, uh, and I would probably venture to guess by double. Yeah. I'd say the <laughs> next the next youngest person was in their fifties, maybe sixties. Mm-hmm. Like the majority of people there are elderly yeah. who have balance issues, and it's like not twenty eight year olds, mm-hmm. right? So was, that was also really odd and really awkward I it wasn't that awkward I guess it was just like I want to get better yeah but uh so I was it felt like I was getting better but maybe I was just feeling better because I because of of uh you know kind of the new life that I had just received and mm-hmm. and just and you know I, I obviously no longer wanted to take my own life I I wanted to to live for Jesus and it was mm-hmm. more that outlook that really kept me going and really kept me more positive. And, but I wasn't really getting any better. So they did a test and, you know, and I, and I wasn't really getting any better. And they're like, well, I mean, you're, you're improving a little bit, but this may take a lot, quite a bit longer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was still doing the tests at home or still doing this, this stuff at home. And, you know, they tell you to do it. You know, you, you, you move on, you, you do one, a few things like basic things and you, you do different things. And, um, but it was April 20th. So two months to the day I gave my life to Christ, two months to the day mm-hmm. I had a, I had a, I woke up that morning and I didn't feel dizzy at all. <laughs> and that day I had physical therapy and I went into physical therapy and I was like, I don't think I need to be here anymore. I'm like, I have no dizziness whatsoever and they're like really like (laughs) like just overnight and I'm like yeah (laughs) and and they put me on the balance board or whatever and they said you're normal like your range is normal like you're not like because they give you like a a range of like where your balance is at and like Mm -hmm. like how you're improving or whatever and I was like improving by like one percent two percent three percent so I mean I was still in like the for a 28 year old male who's in fairly good condition and I was still going to the gym and working mm-hmm. out it just it just was twice as hard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they were like they were like yeah for a 28 year old male who's struggling with with balance or whatever like you're you you have the balance of like a 78 year old now mm-hmm. a 77 year old kind of like mm-hmm. they kind of put it in in context of like 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 where you're at kind of like with joints or whatnot yeah, yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, like I, I was right in the range of like right in the range of like average. And I was like <laughs> overnight. And I was yeah. like, I, I, I went to bed dizzy and I woke up and I was fine. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And and the doctor and the, and the physical therapist was like, I've never seen that before. I've never seen someone just overnight mm-hmm. healed after like seeing someone who's barely making progress. And I'm like, well, right. I, um, I, I would I would tell you it's Jesus, but I know a lot of people <laughs> won't believe that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for someone who's been through that healing, and I I'd love to say I was, haha, I'm making it up. It's it, that's <laughs> that's what happened. I was mm-hmm. as shocked as anyone. It took me quite a while to really come to terms with it. Like, I mean, I was overjoyed. I was practically jumping up and down because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I can go back to work. I can live life normal. I can drive more than five or 10 minutes without having to pull over and right. mm-hmm. cry a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was more tears of joy. Kind of like you're just elated and you yeah. haven't looked back since. Haven't, hmm. haven't, have never had obviously the, the basic dizziness issues where you stand up and for a while it was really like, it was like a gun shy kind of like every time I got dizzy, I would always like grab stuff and I'd be like, not again. This is, <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and so it was, so it was basically October to April. Um, so it was like seven months or so of 24, seven dizzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt like seven years, so. 70 years. We'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I can. Yeah. So we've been going for what? 55 ish minutes now. Yep. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on the beer? And I to me, I didn't really change much. As there wasn't mine much. didn't I, change much either. Can I, I see the thermometer? I think yeah. maybe there's there was a little bit more like of the caramel that came out, but not much. Yeah, it I'd was say for good. the most part. It, yeah, it was. It's just it's a solid beer. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't put it in anywhere of my top beers, but it's a solid beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, as like you said at the beginning, like it, it tastes like a whiskey. Like yeah. Just yeah. because I think it's got to be the the nuttiness. Yeah. And the, and oak. Like the oak. The nutty yeah. and the oak. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's really smooth. Yep. And that yeah. little bit of the caramels and the vanillas that you would especially get out of for a like a anyway. it's yeah. like a lighter color. I mean, Scottish ale is lighter color. Yeah. But like for eleven percent and a lighter color, you don't taste the alcohol really no. at all. There's yeah. no real boozy flavor. If you didn't, it's tell like me. a really really smooth yeah. drink. Yeah, if you didn't tell me it was an eleven percent, I would never have guessed. Mm-hmm. If if we wouldn't have told you it was an eleven percent heavy yeah. beer, you would have thought, "Oh, this is kind of a light whiskey." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm for sure. I'm I'm right there. It, it it's. Do you know how long this is supposed to stay in here? No idea. I the last read I took was about sixty degrees. Oh, okay, because mine's at, like, the, I guess. Which, I mean, the room is, what, 73, 74 right yeah. now? Yeah, room's at 73. So, anything's going to feel cooler if you drink it. Yeah, fair enough. So, okay, so mine's, at, yep. like, 63, I guess, right yeah. now. And nothing yeah. really changed a whole lot in it. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's awesome. That being said, I think our guesstimates have been very far off as far as the temperatures yes. that we've been guessing at in the past. <laughs> yes. So, just a disclaimer, there are, oh, yeah, you should drink this at, like, 40 degrees. <laughs> Try yeah. adding about I mean, twenty degrees to most that. Most stout's optimal temperature is forty-five to <laughs> yeah. fifty. Yeah. So if it's a stout, you should know like forty-five yep. to fifty. What you should probably drink it at. Right. Yep. Yeah, mine's like right at 
63. And this is also a lighter beer. So we have to take that into context, too. It will warm up a lot quicker than our other ones have. Yep. And the mouthfeel, it will still feel cooler than a a thicker beer will at the same temperature. Do you you guys have, like, whenever you're drinking, do you, like, after a sip, do you, like, like, just do, like, the whole... Like the the taste thing and like try to taste it like like the aftertaste. So actually, when you're like drinking, it's not an immediate beer, aftertaste. It's like a like a couple minutes later aftertaste. Yeah. So when you're drinking beer, what you should do is as you're like bringing it up to your mouth and like putting it into your mouth, you should like smell it as like as it's coming into your yeah. mouth. Mm-hmm. But then when you go to drink it, you should gulp it. Doesn't matter how big of a drink you have, it should always be gulped so it goes all the way through your tongue and like oh, gets yeah. most of the mouth feel as well. Um, and that will allow the aftertaste to then resonate better. Okay. Uh, because when you gulp, it also goes up a little bit into the nasal area, yep. which then causes reaction in the taste buds as well. Um, yep. So that's how you can get like the full flavor profile of a beer. Well, let me give that a try for the first time ever. This is, <laughs> I think. This is a total rabbit trail and probably not at all the time to bring this up, but I, I have like real problems with the term mouthfeel. <laughs> I don't know. It just, I don't like it. It's like, the, like if you go to any tasting, they yeah, even exactly. use mouthfeel. Yeah. No, I know. It's, it's like totally it industry it's standard. It's a super it's, weird word. It's, it's, it's I a, get it. Is it a lot like I'm not you, saying you're using it incorrectly or that it's, it's not like a real say thing. Moist. Yeah, I was yeah gonna, exactly. I was going to say, is that, that like people's yeah, aversion to moist? Half of our audience. <laughs> mouthfeel is my moist. I can't, like, it's just, it sounds gross to me. Oh, yeah. Man. I don't want to feel things with my mouth. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all in all, yeah. Corey, what's your, like, thoughts on the beer? Oh, it's uh, honestly, like, as far as, like, see, I'm, I was just telling Ben the other day, there's uh, m- one of my fa- absolute favorite beers is a beer called Occulto. And it's mm-hmm. uh it's uh, like a Mex it's a lighter Mexican beer that's brewed in old tequila casks, mm-hmm. hmm. so you get the tequila flavor with it. Right. So like I'm I'm a big fan of like those hybrids that are like brewed in like in old uh like whiskey barrels and stuff like that mm-hmm. too or tequila yeah. and it's like it just it just brings out that extra flavor like and especially like typical ales like this that are that are you know because I've. I'm not a stout person. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't mind trying a bunch of different stouts either. But mm-hmm. like I've, I've just ales are just so much more available and right. and right. like are super popular. And like that's kind of the the whole um, kind of microbrew yep. vibe is mm-hmm. is mostly ales. Like that's kind of right down the middle for mm-hmm. most. So this is you know this is this is a a really good one, and I think mm-hmm. this would be. It's a sipping one though. It's definitely not a. I mean, at eleven percent right. and one that feels like it's tastes like whiskey it's like yep. you try to pound a, a, a crowler and you're yeah <laughs> you're probably on the floor yeah yep. <laughs> yep yeah yeah so um that was great listening to your story Corey. um we're already an hour in here um and so we're actually going to split this into two episodes uh we'll be back next week and we'll be talking a lot more diving into some of those elements that Corey talked about relating it back to some of those topics that we've talked about that work-life balance um the mental health elements of that um, and just some of the other things that we want to dive into talk there. So be sure to tune in next week, guys. Um, we're going to be listening to more of Corey's story. As always, if you guys have any questions, if you have any recommendations on drinks, be sure to email us, societyreborn2020 at gmail.com. Um, that will also be in the description. 
Um, so you can go back and grab that. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We love that you guys have been tuning in. It's been fun getting to bring on Corey, who's been a listener since the beginning. Um, so, yeah, be sure to reach out to us. Let us know if you're listening. So thanks, guys.